Got a few minutes to spare? It's the latest technology news and reviews on the rack. It's the second week of June and you're tuned into The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup that you can enjoy anywhere you're keen to hear about the latest news and reviews in technology. And this week, that world starts with a world of a different kind, with Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, a middle-of-the-year showcase for what Apple is doing next. And based on what we saw earlier in the week, Apple has a lot coming. Let's start with the iPad Pro because you'll find two models of that on the way, here to replace the aging models with something a little newer, a little faster and a little better suited for the crazy world of apps we'll all be sending its way. The new iPad Pro models are a 10.5 inch model replacing the old 9.7 inch one and a 12.3 inch model that kind of just takes over the place of the older 12.3 inch one and both of those bring a newer faster processor, better graphics and a support to process 4K video. They both even have the new cameras straight out of the iPhone 7 with a 12 megapixel rear camera and a 7 megapixel front camera making them ideal for 4K video capture from the tablet because that's really what you want your tablet to do these days right? Make 4K films. Apple was a little resistant to the whole 4K thing, but it seems to be in full swing now, and its latest iMac announced this week is one made to handle 4K filmmaking and then some. This is the iMac Pro, and while the new iPad Pros are interesting, we actually think the iMac Pro might be our favourite little announcement this week, as Apple has basically taken the 27-inch iMac and stuffed high-end workstation technology into the desktop computer, resulting in an Apple computer made for video, photo editing, animation, development games, you name it. This is basically the powerhouse of all-in-one systems behind a 27-inch 5K screen and could pose some interesting competition to Microsoft Surface Studio. There's no word on price yet, but when it comes to Australia later this year, don't expect it to be cheap. It'll be powerful, but it definitely won't be cheap. And Apple used its conference to announce a new version of its mobile operating system, iOS 11, as well as a new version of its smartwatch operating system, WatchOS 4, complete with more Disney watch faces from a well-known Pixar franchise. There's also a new speaker coming from Apple. Yes, we set a speaker, as the company creates a sort of hybrid between music speaker and physical Siri hub. It's called HomePod, because we just can't let that pod name die, and you'll be able to ask it to play music and also ask Siri all the things you might normally ask. Apple also spent its time upgrading the MacBook, MacBook Pro, and the regular presently available iMac, and its MacBook Air even saw an update, tiny as it is, with a new processor, though to be honest it's not that new of a processor. In fact, the MacBook Air update is probably the most frustrating thing about the updates this week, because practically everything that's new and recent in Apple's lineup saw an update, and yet for some reason Apple keeps this outdated relic with a mediocre screen around. Just retired already. It was past its prime years ago. It's still here. It's probably the oldest of the old for Apple's computers. We're big fans of choices, and that's just not a great one anymore. And there's more choice not just in computers this week, but TV too. Specifically in Australia, streaming TV. This week, Foxtel decided to take on streaming players like Netflix by relaunching its Foxtel Play service as Foxtel New, a service designed to bring Foxtel's channels to the digital world. Now, it's not as cut and dry as, say, the one price that the other streaming providers offer, making Foxtel that wee bit extra complicated, and definitely the most expensive of the bunch, because while Foxtel now starts at $10 per month, you have to add extra packs just like you would on cable in order to get extra channels and shows. For instance, if you want to watch Game of Thrones, that'll cost you $15 per month, and if you want Foxtel Sports, you need to tack on $39 extra per month on that original $15 you're paying. 
The upside is that you don't have to get locked in for a year or two and can pay monthly, streaming from mobile devices, of course, but the downside is the cost, because the moment you go over that $15 per month cost, Foxtel now becomes the most expensive streaming service in Australia, and that could be a hard pill for some to swallow. We're not actually sure why Foxtel hasn't revisited the pricing and slimmed it down for people who just want to stream and are happy to not record, just getting their content on demand and from its servers. Imagine if Foxtel now costs $20 per month for all entertainment programs and channels and a further $20 per month for sports. Yes, it would still be a little expensive, but at least the pricing would feel better and more in line with the sort of pricing we're seeing from other streaming providers. And we get it, Foxtel doesn't want to be seen as a streaming provider. Technically, it's a broadcaster and a cable provider, which is very different. But these days, that hardly matters. And when you're competing against other streaming services like Netflix, like Stan, like Amazon Prime Video, and even iTunes and Google Play Movies and TV, you actually have to feel like you're competing. And we're not sure Foxtel is doing that, even with Foxtel now. At least you can decide if you really want it, which is a fair sight better than the way we treat old phones. And this week there's news that for a population of just under 24 million, Australia has a surprising amount of pointless phones, many of which are junk and could be recycled. That's the word from Mobile Muster, which did some research to find out that we have almost as many phones doing nothing as we have people living in the country. Mobile Master's research says there's an estimated 23 million phones doing nothing that aren't broken and could be given to people and put back into action, while a further 5 million are broken, useless, and should probably just be recycled. That research comes as Mobile Master aims to get people recycling their broken phones and cables to recover the materials being used, because much of what's inside these devices can be recovered and reused. We're talking metals and plastics, not your hidden selfies, we don't want that, with the important materials reused while your old data is disposed of securely and safely. According to Mobile Master, 50,000 phones can remove the need to mine over 330 tons of metal ore, suggesting that there's a lot of metal we could get out of those 5 million sitting in the drawer doing nothing, and even more from the 23 million gathering dust quickly. You might be looking at your phone now and wondering if it's worth keeping or updating, and if you are, you're not alone. This week saw a few phones make their way into Picker's tracking system, including a $199 6-inch phone from Alcatel, a slightly more premium 6-inch phone from Sony on Vodafone, and a budget $300 or $328 phone from Oppo, which we reviewed at the site. That phone is the Oppo A57, and while the name is confusing, the phone itself is the company's latest stab at a play between budget and mid-range, delivering everything you might need in a metal phone for not too much money. It's an area Oppo has been working on for ages, and the A57 continues what we've seen in devices like the F1 and F1S, with a 5.2-inch screen with an acceptable but not amazing high-definition resolution, an 8-core processor, and a fairly meaty feature list henceforth, including 32GB of storage, a 13-megapixel rear camera, 16 megapixels for the front-facing selfie camera, and a fingerprint sensor. Oppo is known for making what is basically an iPhone clone, and that's really what the A57 is, a $328 iPhone clone that offers a metal body, the look and feel of an iPhone sitting atop Android, and around two days of battery life. While you may run into some performance bumps here and there, Oppo has managed to hit some strong targets in the A57, with the phone really nailing value without any problems. This phone is not an iPhone, there's no way it is, but for the price, you're not going to care, and it really does come off as a great device for people keen on an iPhone, keen on something that looks and feels like one, but not happy to pay the full price. You'll find the full review at the picker.com.au website, and that's all the time we have this week for The Wrap. Tune in next week for more news and reviews in the space of time it takes to fully finish your regular morning cup of whatever. No judgement here, you can drink whatever you want. Have a great weekend, we'll see you next time on The Wrap.